As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hello and welcome to the TIFO Football Podcast for the last time. Goblets, 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 goblets. It's actually not the last time. It's just the last time, as discussed, that this format will occur in this way. And I tell you what, as a result of that news, we've got a bumper-packed show for you today. Starting with Ruben the Baby Boy Pinder. Goo Gaga. Yeah, there yeah. he is. A cute little uh, cherub there. Also, we've got uh, Sebastian Stafford Bloor. Ah, Guten Tag, Herr Stafford Bloor. Wie geht's? Guten Tag, Herr Devine. You got it right. I know. You got it right. I actually got it right secretly a couple of weeks ago and you didn't notice, but don't worry about it. It's fine. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Seb's all the way over here from Germany for this here today and the live shows we've got going on yes, this indeed. week as well. Yes, uh, JJ Bull, the Bullard. Yeesh. There he is, Yesh. And of course, it is uh, Jonathan the Dog McKenzie. Yeah, little whoops there. He's got his whoops, yeah. Uh, also, we were joined for the, the first half of this podcast by Michael Bailey. But on account of the weird time dilation thing that happens here, um, the Ruben's here for the introduction, but Ruben rejoins us for the, for the second half of the podcast there. So that's going to be real fun. Now, what did we discuss on today's podcast? It's a very long one. Yeah, unfortunately, it's long. But we did get quite a lot of football in there, didn't we? Today, we spoke about... The value if a per- of a person... I'll oh, fuck that up. The value of a person if football shirts were barcodes. Low, there's a low energy in the room. I don't room. even know if it's as funny as... Like, there's a low energy mm. in the room. Mark wasn't here for that. I look forward to hearing it. Yeah, oh, you weren't here for it's that not, bit. It's not great. Yeah. What about, I think it was fine. That bit was okay. Yeah. What I was, if I, I was trying to get someone else with it, you know? What if I say it again, but you sort of react in a different way? What do you think? Okay, we can try if you want. The value of a person if football shirts were barcodes. Yeah. Oh. Do you want happier? Uh, just a different way. Okay, let's do it again. The value of a person if football shirts were barcodes. <laughs> That's fine, I'll accept that, that one. Yeah, I don't actually don't mind that one at all. Ange Postacoglu possibly going to uh, Tottenham? <laughs> <laughs> The FA Cup final? (laughs) This is an audio product. 
Oh, fucking hate this podcast. <laughs> I'm just sorry, I can't give it. I hate it so much. <laughs> the, the Europa League final and Mourinho? Hate that too. <laughs> There's a quiz at the end too. There's a quiz at and the if end you as want well. to be really good at quizzes, you should get The Athletic. If you head over to www.theathletic.com forward slash TIFO, there's the possibility you could get a 30 day free trial and read some of the stuff that Seb has been putting out. He's been traveling around Germany, speaking to some managers and players, and thinking about German football in general. So if you would like that, I re- reiterate www.theathletic.com forward slash TIFO. I'm not even dead Don't yet. Stop. <laughs> You've jumped into my grave. Body's not even cold. He's had You've already got you the gig for the next one. don't even know what's happening. You, the thing is, you fucked this all up now, and you, well, everyone's going to have to deal with the consequences because there was a whole bit. Ruben spent hours working on this bit that you've just fucked up. You Do you understand that? fucked it. Do you understand that? How dare you? I think it was very good, though. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I'm quite excited. But to I think to this is a, when John's annoyed. I think he does things really well. Just, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the that's the kind Which of is why he would be the better manager of, because of, he'd be annoyed all the time. <laughs> End the podcast. End no, the podcast. Hey, hey, End it. Don't hit the table. We've got to watch a whole thing. But we just we it's can about go, to start doing the thing. It's very short. What's wrong with you? What are you feeling now? I'm really hungry. Do you want to go and get some food? Yeah. You can leave if you want. Well, I want to watch the thing too. Now you <laughs> want to watch the thing. He wants all the things. I told him no food at the same time. Yeah, I did say. I had the rabbit yeah. and then I, that's, that's not anyway, food. What, what we're about to watch here is something Ruben very kindly puts together for us. This is this is one of the first ever. It might even be the first ever. It's the first ever for the athletic yeah. in our podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite funny. You look quite now. young, then, didn't you? I, I did. Well, I was fresh trend. You look young and hopeful. It's, the, it's, it's the pre-pandemic. It's pre-pandemic. Yeah, that was pre-pandemic. I wasn't 25. <laughs> <laughs> Why you not? I was like, it was only three years ago. That can't be, that can't be three years. Yeah. We had the office five years. Lots happened I think I prefer that Joe to this one. I prefer that Joe to I wish I, I wish I knew him. <laughs> that, time, oh, that time has really dragged. That, that, Joe <laughs> was, that Joe was so nice. Was it? Yeah, excited, hopeful. Oh, he had his, old, his, his earnest voice, proper. This oh. one, I'm just... Yeah, listen to my earnest yeah, voice. Yeah, this is really so funny. Prepare, and, and prepare, you know, this is... Th- thank you for putting this together, Ruben. We'll, yeah. w- we'll watch this as, as evidence of the final athletic advert. Today, we are delighted <laughs> to announce that this podcast will be supported for the rest of the Premier League season by The That's Athletic. Right. And The Athletic. The Athletic, the best place to read about football. I'm excited <laughs> about The Athletic, aren't you? Uh, yeah, constantly. <laughs> Theathletic.com forward slash TIFO, only available to people who are alive. <laughs> you should visit The Athletic. Visit Theathletic.com forward slash TIFO, Theathletic.com forward slash TIFO, because when you do, you'll realise that your life before was without meaning. <laughs> and if you want to learn things such as why you can't kill and eat your pets, or, or, or how to pronounce words properly... <laughs> Get the athletic. Get the athletic. Get the athletic.com forward slash TIFO. Theathletic.com forward slash TIFO for comprehensive lists of which pets you can kill me. That was a funny one, that one. That was very good. That was very good. Anyway, still still waiting for the still waiting for the long read about which pets you can and can't. (laughs) I can do it again if you want. Yeah. It was quite husky. No, yeah, it was innocent. It was like your teeth were podcast. Do my problem. Do my voiceover voice or my normal voice? Voiceover. Do your voiceover voice, yeah. What would you like me to say? Just like talk to us normally, like how you used to say Manchester City are champions and Pep Guardiola is their manager. Manchester City are champions and Pep Guardiola is their manager. Hi, I'm Joe Devine. 
Welcome to this social time with me. <laughs> Ask me anything you'd like. This is what an AI version of you would sound like. I like this. This is what the AI version of me does sound like. I've experimented with it, and it sounds almost exactly like this. And do you want me to ask you a question? I'd love you to, JJ. How many goblins? Four. And why? Because four. What is the optimum number of goblins? Oh... Uh... I've got to break character for that question. It's a very, it's a very serious. But AI does filler for. I know for it's a bit thinking. internet, maybe like you know, kind of basic B. But how many goblins could you fight at once? Me? Yeah. How big are the goblins? I don't know how big are goblins. Well, well, I'm the then, Goblin King, but obviously the King of the Goblins is always slightly bigger than the other Goblins. I think, yeah. I think they'd be a bit this high. Like, I'm so hungry. And are they like are they are, are they athletic and, and and what are they? Sort what of green. They? Uh, they you wouldn't want to Can have one in your garden, but. Um, you wouldn't want to have one in you. I think I could fight maybe a couple hundred <laughs> at once. Anyway, Some, someone in the other side of the office thinks they can beat a rhino in a fight. Who thinks that? I'm not going to. No, say their name. That's nah, ridiculous. I will tell you afterwards. You'll tell me later. Yeah, I don't I, care. I, I, I don't want to Whoever, whoever that is, is it's wrong. Unless it's some of that might not have stayed, uh, and we'll leave it up to Steve Hankey and Don as to when we cut back. And maybe this is the first bit of the podcast that you're hearing today, in which case, welcome to the team of the podcast. But for the time being, and actually not just for the time being, for all time now, I will leave you in the warm hands and the cool embrace, let's get a camera on his face there, of John, of Dr. John McKenzie. John McKenzie. <laughs> One last time. <laughs> Where else to begin? Well, we should say hello to Mr. Michael Bailey here first, who wasn't here for the intro. Was I not? No, a little, oh. bit, of, little bit of time shifting, shimmering happening there. But there you are. Look Hi. at you. How are you doing? Great, thanks. Yeah, you're yeah. really good? Yeah, really good. You've got a lovely strip on there. Describe for the listener what it is that you're wearing. This is Norwich City's home shirt from 2018-19 mm. season. Was that Champ- a good the good year? It was, it, was a good, it was a good year because they got promoted. Ah. Championship winners. Yeah. Not, not so good the following season, well, but we all know that. It's a lovely strip. And I like the um, the sort of the, the bird fleck. What's the Norwich's year? What's the one where they have all fleck? You know, what you've got there on the shoulders... Little triangle flex. There was one that looked like a big bird poo. Oh, the 1992-93 season. The Jeremy Goss show. That's it's the inaugural Premier League season where they finished yeah. third. And this was designed to sort of replicate it a bit. Was it? it? I mean, you've proven that they did it. I well, never they thought did. they did. They, but did, they did do it. Yeah. Is there, JJ Bull, a better English uh, football club colours team? General, like, I know there have been maybe perhaps shirts over time that have been more iconic. Jerseys, they call them as well, don't they? But with, Nor- with Norwich's yellow and green sort of thing, is there a club that has more consistently cool, different kits than Norwich? Yes. Oh, who who is it? Oh, um, I would say I like Newcastle's. Well, it's just the same almost every year, isn't it? No, but when they had the cool badge, that was nice. In the middle. Yeah, because yeah. when you have black and white and you like flourish it, flourish it? Flourish it. Give it flair with like different colours and a sponsor. Then they started having all like different sponsors that are just one colour and it's not quite the same. Right. When they had a blue trim, it was quite good, yeah. What about you, John? No, there is no team that has cooler kits than Norwich. Okay, and Seb? 
Actually, the old Sanatien kits that were done by Lecoq Sporty. I think I said English. Cool. I think you'll find I said English. I'm not okay. interested in these foreign The first words. question and Seb's gone off. off Good. Oh, I just didn't pay attention to any of that. Sorry. Answer it now. I, I've always liked Villa's kits. Nice yeah, and simple. I mean, nice colours. Colours are old enough. They're no, but I, I like the consistency West Ham colours, it. isn't it? It's the same. Yeah, it's I'm not made. saying they are the West Ham colours. I'm yeah. saying they share the colours. Nice traditional Whereas, shirt. Is there like any it. other yellow and green? Uh, there's a few who use it as their away kit mm, because yeah. they love it so much. Sure. Like, well, we can't do it as our home kit. But. I guess it was the original Newton Heath, wasn't it? The uh, the Man United colours. Yes, yeah. true. I quite like Sheffield Wednesdays for some reason. They always had good nice shirts. Nice kit. The white and the blue. Blue and white stripes. It's a good colour of blue as well. A thin stripe as well it's not yeah. none of that thick stripe stuff you get at newcastle but they're very thin stripe what do you yes. think that, that says about someone difference between the the size the the the, the, stri- the stripe girth it's how much they then can be scanned for as a barcode yeah so you can apply worth to the person yeah yeah you know well, hand, that's handy there wasn't it well i mean everyone should have a value i mean everyone should be judging how much they're worth by money uh, is it wider me? stripes for more worth <laughs> we only want to hang out with people who are worth lots of money don't you so, well, what, so what, wider stripes no because wider stripes would be less data not necessarily less worth well no it doesn't really matter I mean I think you can probably have different variables for different barcodes that give you more money value how much do you think you're worth John 74p Oh, Pounds, I think, is more accurate. That actually is still your, low, uh, and it's quite funny. It's still low. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> it's good su- summary of of how you are as a person day to day, isn't it? You know, I always find it funny when people assume that you're somehow arrogant, or you know, you have any sort of form of self confidence whatsoever. But <laughs> as a person, you really don't, do you? I don't think I'm arrogant. No. No. You so think someone... you think you're muck, don't you? <laughs> Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. Certain arrogance and saying you're not arrogant, though, isn't it? <laughs> that is true, come to think of it. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, welcome, Michael Bailey. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's good to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. I think it's only the second time we've ever done a podcast together. One of the third. We did the I, I, I interviewed Cup you once. once, and we did one World Cup one together. Was it one or two? A two, I think. Oh, we've done this. I'm glad you remember Well, oh, fuck, it doesn't matter, does it? Common as muck, never mind. Uh, first thing on the list there, Michael Bailey. Oh, yeah. Breaking story. Oh, really? It's not confirmed yet, but it seems it seems as though all the uh, the evidence is pointing towards the fact that this could be confirmed as soon as the time of the release of this podcast. Ange Postacoglu, have you heard of him? I have heard of him. You have yes. heard of him. Somewhere up in Scotland. He might become the new Spurs manager. What do you think about that? Fabulous. Yeah, fabulous. Fabulous. And why, I, why do you think that? I would be very... I mean, I'm not a Spurs fan, so, you know, so no. I'll get that take. But uh, I, I'd be fascinating to see how he does with a Premier League team because he has done a terrific job with Celtic. They played lovely football. Yeah. Um... I have seen them live in the flesh uh, when I was covering Norwich City's pre-season trip to Celtic. Oh, did they go to Celtic, did they? They did, which is very exciting. Never been to Celtic Park. What a place. But third full. Um, But they play lovely football. And you can see this during the course of the season, I think, in Europe as well, that that I I see defensive weaknesses in how they play. I see lots of gaps, but they, they have great energy and they move the ball very quickly. And lots of other more technical stuff that other people know about. That sort of sounds like a perfect Spurs team, doesn't it? They've well, got defensive can... gaps and weaknesses, but they move it around quite nicely. So you know, Spurs. And he's redeveloped and built the team from a from a probably a decent foundation, but he's sort of taken them on a good few levels. So um, I don't know what the foundations he inherits at Spurs will be because some of yeah. the 
blocks are rolling Crumbly. down the side yeah. of the hill and <laughs> yeah. um so we'll see what happens to them but uh yeah as a viewing point because he seems like a great guy the Celtic fans adore him uh, and they won the treble at the weekend at some point during the weekend Hooray. <laughs> not all three just the final bit yeah um so yeah i i i'm excited by that prospect should it occur okay now seb uh, michael bailey there alluding to the the idea that Spurs are somewhat crumbling, you yeah, know, a bit crumbling. It, it's yeah. good that they've got a manager because it seemed for a while as though they might start next year without one, on account of how many they'd asked. You know, it's a bit like uh, the reason that I didn't go to my high school dance because I didn't want the ignominy the of clamor. having to ask several yeah. people to attend alongside me, um, and for them to all say no. You've got such sad eyes when you talk about that. Did that really happen? You didn't. So that's no, why you didn't you, go. That, you're quite, that didn't happen. No, I just made that a, up. I, I didn't go, but it wasn't for that reason. Oh, I don't know if you're making why that Why didn't you go? Um, he was going out with this. He did do that. That's why he didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not true. It is true. No, it's not true. It is because... <laughs> I don't know why I'm going red. It's yeah, not true. Because you, you reacted exactly the way you would if you were trying to get out with something quickly. It's not. I'm tr- now. It's because now. But why did what you? you've rumbled is the fact that I have almost no memory of my life. So like, I can't even remember if we had a dance. Oh yes, trauma. Yes, I did yes. win. Have I told you this before? I won an award uh, in the, the the final sort of sixth form for uh, overseas listeners. We it's like basically you know seventeen, Best eighteen. Goth. It's college or whatever. End of high school, and it was uh, for worst attendance. Mm-hmm. But I wow. wasn't there to receive the award. So. <laughs> I heard about it later. Is that real? It's a very good joke, but, but it's not real. I think it's real. I've told it so many times, I'm pretty sure it's real. It's oh, a good joke. Though. But it could, it could just be, it could be not real. It's a perfectly constructed joke. Thank you. Yeah. Well yeah. Anyway, talking of perfectly constructed jokes, what about Spurs? Imperfect. Imperfect. So, yeah. as Michael said, they are very, very crumbly and they have many, many issues to fix and many issues which probably go beyond the remit of a head coach. What I like, what I like having read and watch a lot of John's I forgot content. that he does that point thing I when do. he really I, means it. I really mean it. For listeners, when he said, when I, what I like, he what pointed like. forwards like a sort of T-Rex with one long finger. Yeah. yeah. Is like that E.T. Potentially, Tottenham might have a... <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I couldn't... I could not. They'll have, have, have a little bit of a shot. What are Tottenham going to have? Tottenham are going to have a manager <laughs> who potentially is affable, likeable, someone who people might gravitate towards. Yeah. In the last couple of years at Spurs, um, amongst a, a forest of issues, has been, the worst of them has probably been that I don't think a lot of people have developed affection for the coaches. Um, Nuno mm. wasn't there for long enough. Jose Mourinho didn't seem to like anything about being Tottenham head coach. <laughs> Antonio Conte seemed to like even less. Conte, Conte is a particularly good example because a lot of Conte's reign, particularly the last bit of it, was spent um, uh, complaining about the club's squad, the club itself, didn't seem wild about the club fans, thought they were kind of complicit in the many issues mm. at Tottenham. And um, obviously I'll let John talk about the kind of the technical specifics of Postacoglu's football, but somebody that you want the best for, somebody that's actually, um, somebody that allows you to look forward to games rather than making it or making a season an endless trudge through the rain. I think that's probably a little bit more important to me now than the winning and the losing, the qualifying for different tournaments and what do you win. And yeah. uh, I'm getting older, I don't care about that. Stuff. You're I looking wanna, for a nice step I down. want to look forward to games again. And You're um, looking for, you know, let's, you don't, if, you're, if your mother has to go out with mm-hmm, someone, mm-hmm. you at least want him to take mm-hmm. you bowling. 
Uh, yeah, and I, I don't mind if he's absent in other areas of my life. So sure. uh, I suppose extending that metaphor, if the defense is a bit ropey, fine. The defense is really not very good now. Fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so this is a you know a, a, a kind of an ending point, a complete change change in emotional direction. Fine, just make it better. Okay. Anyway, uh, JJ Bolt, Ange Postecoglou, give us the skinny on 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 how he uh, was received in Scotland. Because you're from there, so you know everything about that country. People do think that. Do you know I get asked all things and everywhere I've worked, people just assume I know everything about the Scottish League because mm. I'm from there. Yeah, or indeed even, you know, the Scottish referendum or, you know, what's happening mm. with yeah. the uh, the SNP. I asked him a Scottish geography question before we started recording. Yeah. You what's know? the name of yeah. the Scottish First Asked Minister right Dundee now? Was. What's, yeah. the, what's the name of the new First Minister? Uh, <laughs> Replacing Nicola Sturgeon. Uh, Yusuf... What do you think about Ange Postecoglou? Uh, yes. Well, I, obviously, I, I really like him. I think he's great. People in Scotland, even Rangers fans, will admit that uh, he's done a great job and they are probably pleased that he's leaving if he does. When he first came into Celtic, as you might expect, people were like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, he can't cut it. Same way ever now in England's like, oh, it's not Premier League, so what's he going to do? Mm. Um, the same thing. He'd only been in Japan and Australia yeah. and done well with both especially with the international team. It was the 2014 World Cup he was there. I remember when Tim Cahill was ace and scored that volley at the top of the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. But uh, yeah, so... What a great World Cup. Yeah. 2014. And Australia was in that group of, de- group of death, I think they were in. Yeah. They couldn't get out of it. But they, were, they, t- they played really well, so... They died. Uh, yes. But then, so basically when, pe- when they came in, same as you'd expect here, is everyone's like, who the hell is this guy? What's he going to do? Oh, they should have got Eddie Howe in, someone who knows what they're doing, and people weren't happy with it. Lost his first... No, he drew his first game in the Champions League qualifier against Michelin lost the second 2-1 so they're out of Champions League went to Europa League um, and he lost his first league game of the season against Hearts right so it didn't right. start very well and nobody saw what's going on and he started signing all players from especially Japan and brought yeah. in loads of players and like that um, and then signed a bunch more in January but he kind of rebuilt the team they finished a good 30-ish points off Rangers that, that year should not have happened and then turned them into this absolute machine which just they'd scored the most goals uh, Celtic scored in the league since 1938, I think, this year, 114. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell I've been researching for a video I'm doing? Yeah. You know, all these things. Yeah. I've got good information sometimes. And so then uh, it turned them into a great team. They're really good to watch. Like everyone says, they are nice to watch, but they do it in clever ways. It's been described often as like a, it's, it's like positional play almost. It's quite Guardiola-ish. He, when he was at Yokohama, that was part of the City group. So there's, he started doing things that you see with Guardiola now, like inverting fullbacks there rather than... Mm. all the way through his career but he always was very attacking and intense but what you see from him that what people seem to engage with him is that uh, he does not care if you don't like him he doesn't like he doesn't give a fuck so you get he's really strict everyone says he's really strict disciplinarian he has a way he wants to play and that's it his coaches come in they teach that way to play yeah. doesn't deviate it from it will happily throw in kids to try and prove them wrong because he's spent his entire career where does he throw where does he throw them to uh, off mountains yeah. and they have to fly like birds and uh, that's what you get with the Celtic team. I think there's, like, people really like him, right? So people like him, but because he doesn't care. You know, there's that thing where if, um, if someone just doesn't care if you like them or not, people are more drawn towards them. Right. I think that's part of his appeal. He doesn't care. He is nice. Like, he's described yeah. as a father figure as well. But because genuinely doesn't care, well, you try, you're constantly you want trying to, like to win him. his affection. Exactly. There's, there's yeah. no one like that yeah. at Tifo. I was just doing a little it's mental it's scan. A good leadership. Thought, it's yeah, a good there's, leadership there's, technique. There's, there's yeah. nobody who is that, that laissez-faire. And people are drawn towards him. If you try and like people, I they care. don't want to hang out with you. I they care. don't want to hang out with you. But some people don't do it. Tifo is full of people that care very, very, very deeply about what other people think of It is. Now, listen. Uh, uh, Postacoglu's early life, give you a little uh, little bit of info here, uh, JJ, for your video. 
Postacoglu, born in a suburb of Athens yes. in Greece, um, after his father Dimitris lost his business following uh, the coup in 1967, they emigrated to Australia by boat in 1970. He was only five years old. He grew up in Melbourne. And also, it's important to note, I think, because often when these managers come out, these managers, when they come out and they've done, they're playing all the fancy styles of football, all the passing and the fancies, the where they're in the positions, when they do that, you, there's a tendency in my mind to think, well, they're young or they are new. But but Postacoglu's been managing since 1996. He's really experienced. He's been around for he's a long time. He's a proper time. coach. He was, yeah. a, he was a good player. He played, apparently he's a good player. I never saw him. But a midfielder? Bit, he was a defender. Oh, defender. He's played four times for Australia. And then he's had to like so trying to prove people wrong his entire life. Like as a as a young little Greek child in Australia, he said people would struggle to deal with his name was as Anglos yeah. Postacoglu. So I guess it made him a bit different to everyone at school because he had a different name, whatever. Mm. So he's had that to come through. Then because he's from Australian football, maybe people don't think he's good. Had to prove himself right. He had a massive uh, argument with this guy Craig Foster, as a ex player. Mm. He was a, a journalist in Australia, and this is big famous interviews in 2007 when he was a under 20s Australian manager. Mm-hmm. And he just goes to town on the guy, and uh, it's really funny. You can watch it on YTube. It's still there now. It's, I a, good, it a, it's, it's a great, yeah. it's a great yeah. interview. Yeah, and uh, he basically felt he was unemployable after that in Australia, so he had to go. <laughs> and uh, he set up like some um, coaching things for kids in the city. And Melby's from Melbourne, and uh, mm. he went to Greece and did managing the third division there. Came back, couldn't really get jobs, and eventually, like a chance meeting, got him a job. I think it was Brisbane Rovers. Brisbane Roar. Brisbane Roar, not Rovers. And Brisbane then Roar. Melbourne Victory for a season before taking over the Australian national team for four years. Yeah. And then spending three years with the uh, Yokohama F Marinos in Japan. Absolutely, mm, and then okay. Celtic, where he yeah. And now he is beloved at Celtic, has won five out of six trophies. Beloved. Yeah. I always think about that word because mm. is it supposed to just be beloved? And people have said beloved for a long time. How do you say cliche? I say cliche. I know, but sometimes and that's I say why I cliche because you made me say cliche. I know, but I don't know whether that's right or not. Or I think that might be the American way of saying it. Cliche. I believe it's a bit of a cliche, versus, versus we, we would say cliche. But how would the French say it? What do you think, John? The French. Uh, je m'appelle le cliche. Yeah, I think so. Cliche? Yeah. I think it's fine, cliche. Beloved, though. There's an interesting Yokohama point there, right? Oh. So I think, I believe one of the reasons why he has been such a strong candidate at Spurs is um, pre interview, he worked with Scott Mann, who is Scott Munn, sorry, who is the, the new um, CEO at Tottenham. Don't know if he's actually ah. started work, but he's uh, he's the incoming. So what you're CEO. saying is it's nepotism? No, it's just prior relationship. So mm. uh, <laughs> it's very it's a very kind way of saying nepotism. I have a prior relationship with this man. Yeah. He is my father, Scott Munn. Uh, obviously, Yokohama yeah, part of the CFG, um, and uh, that's probably what they're trying to replicate, which is kind of encouraging for Tottenham because uh, it's been well. The departments haven't lined particularly well in the past, so I think it's probably probably positive. Okay, fine. Well, John, you've been to uh, Celtic uh, Park this season, haven't you? Um, which players, which existing Tottenham players, do you think are, are going to benefit from Postacoglu arriving? And also, you know, that's a good question. Com- combo of the two of you, JJ and John, give us a little taste of of, of his play style. Ange, this is Ange we're talking about. Yeah, I think that the story of any club who has been coached by Antonio Conte is that he ruins your squad because he makes them a back three squad. And your morale, John, yeah. and your morale leaves you dead behind the eyes, hating football. <laughs> yeah, well, that guy has a lot to answer for. Yeah. And, and that's the big that's the big question. With Wasn't responsible sports. for everything. Just everything else was everybody else's fault. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Seb's very bitter about this, isn't he? It, was not, it, it wasn't a happy time. It was, it was a... It's not what football is supposed to be. It's not about Antonio Conte. It's about the experience of being a football supporter. It shouldn't be that miserable. And it shouldn't be this kind of constant argument that just, oh, my God, drags on social media. He just wanted you to be better. Mm. He, but he didn't, He's one though. of the best managers in the world. <sighs> Maybe, but then... He had a bad, bad year. It, football isn't just about... To some people it is, but football isn't just about the binary of the league table. Mm. It's got to be, it's got to involve, do you enjoy watching it? Do you in, do you have a connection with a coach? Do you like the person coaching a football team? Do you look forward to match days? If the answer to those questions is no, then it's not right somehow. And it may not be pure. I prefer efficient. brutal clinical efficiency. It's yep. just, it's, it's because you can never have that as a Tottenham fan because the club is not built to provide the <laughs> efficiency, the efficiency, but it's also, it's not like Brutality. in this world, if you want to, if you want to have that, you also need to have the wealth behind you that, that provides you with it, especially in the Premier League. You can't have Antonio, Antonio Conte football. Antonio Conte gets all the players he wants, no matter the value of them, and they just drop straight into the team. Well, you can have sort of that at Tottenham, but it's always going to be a little bit of a knockoff version. And so the result is this imperfect situation, which makes everyone absolutely yeah. miserable. I promise you. <laughs> Go, go on. Got that in. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be more time later ah. for more, for more ah. hate. Um, what do you th- what- yeah, so you've got a squad that's built for basically playing a back three, and that means that you've got wing backs and no wingers. Pedro Paolo. Yeah, and Ange Postacoglu, as JJ said, uses inverting fullbacks usually, um, and likes wingers as well. And yeah. Spurs don't really have either of those two things. He also right. likes to have uh, quite. Uh, I'd, I'd say flamboyant eights who who don't have many of those. Yeah, it, well, yeah, exactly. And so he likes he likes to. I'd, I'd describe him as quite Harry similar Kane in every one of those. Positions. He might be off. Be, who knows? Yeah. yeah, I'd describe him as a kind of similar to Marcelo Bielsa in a lot of respects in terms of the in possession play style, um, uh, and also someone like Eric Ten Hag. So it's a lot about direct transitional play. It's about moving the ball quickly, and the eights are really important in that. In that in that build up, so you build up in wide areas, and you try and get get the eights into the half spaces, get the ball to them, and then you can form these triangles of a winger, mm. uh, a fullback, and a and a and an eight to basically move the ball around and get it into into the center of the field. And but the winger is the one that's wide, unusually, like normally it'd be the fullback that's the wide one. Yeah, in the well, and it right? can yeah, it can it can it can flux around, but often you'll see the the fullback inverting, and and not just in the way that you would expect from someone like Guardiola, because for Guardiola, usually that inversion of the fullback is wants to get someone in the in the middle to give us more control in the build up phase and give us a little bit of defensive cover as well. Mm. Um, whereas when 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 people like Eric Ten Hag and and Ange Postecoglou do it, it feels to me a little bit more like those guys are playing as underlapping fullbacks. So they're still going to get forward, uh, but they're going to do it from an inside channel to leave space in the wide areas for the winger. Yeah, still being used to defend in those situations as well and to help out in the build up. But it feels a lot more. Again, it just feels a lot more direct than than what you might see from someone like someone like Pep. And I think be- between those three positions, then you've got no no one who can really play as an inverted. Fullback, you could probably try and, you know, re reconstitute one of your wingbacks as a as an inverting fullback. There's not really anyone I think will really, um, really succeed in the eight position. And then in the in, in the wide areas, who have you got? You've got like you can play you can play Son as a, a wide player, but that's not his best position. Mm. You've got players like Brian Hill, who's been away most of the season on loan, um, and then players like Perisic as well, who who you could use as a as a wide player as well. So for me, the the big question is like, what what does he do with this squad? Does he stick with the the four three three that he's played 
while he's been at Celtic, or does he change things up? Well, I've got a question for for Michael on the basis of that, because of course uh, Oliver Skip Young Skippy there. What, it was on loan at Norwich, he wasn't was. he, for a while. And, I mean, we mentioned before that there's a distinct lack of flamboyant eights. I don't think anybody would assume that Oliver Skip was one of those. But do, do you no. see Oliver Skip having a role in this Tottenham team? What do you think it about It depends him? what he does with his holding midfielders and stuff like that. I don't know what you guys think in terms of his defensive midfielders. I mean, I loved Oli uh, Skip in terms of what he did at Norwich because there was the progression he had in terms of what he learned from his first few weeks of what was effectively his first full season of senior football. Mm. And then just his influence on the team getting forward reading the game so well putting out fires uh, it was a magic season obviously at championship level i i still think there's been lots of good signs of what he's done at premier league level but said my we've seen him a bit more of him he's like had that. good moments he's, he's a good player i don't think you can if your aspiration is to be a, a top four side which i think tottenham's is <clears throat> i don't think there's quite enough of his game in either direction He's never going to have the defensive responsibility that's given to someone like Hoiberg or uh, Yves Basuma. Uh, he isn't flamboyant. He's not as good with the ball at his feet as someone like Rodrigo Bentancourt, who's um, injured until probably November. He ruptured his cruciate ligament. Um, he's also, I, I don't think they're going to play. I think he'll be bounced straight out. But um, Lothelso is coming back from Villarreal. He'll probably be sold, but he's an option. Uh, Tanky and Dombele has threatened to try and rejuvenate his Tottenham career which had a good season didn't he not really I mean he was a kind of bystander in Napoli's title when he won a medal and he played I think sort of 800 900 minutes or something I, I don't think he was a factor in what they achieved I mean he had a great view of it but mm. I, I don't know like I, I don't I don't see I, I think the whole point with this and I think it's really important in the context of the post-cognitive appointment if it happens is this is a very very long project there's a lot wrong uh, a lot of fires to put out a lot of battles to be fought a lot of players you need to go a lot of players need to arrive this is not going to get better quickly um yeah. which it's, is I, th I think he make that squad a decent team and i think also he won't just do what he did at celtic and imagine because the way the squad is built exactly what john's saying he'll try and bring in players that he wants to try and change it but he could easily play if your build-up shape is a three and a two, because he's played three-four-three three before with Australia, so you know, like he obviously not to coach it. He's a great coach, but he just put Eric Dyer because everyone seems to get Eric Dyer on the team, so you can have him do the thing that Pochettino did with them having swapping. I, swap into I the don't defense. think it'll be an option. Dyer's had surgery, um, oh, really? so I don't think he's going to be available immediately for preseason. Also, yeah. well, Dyer's been one of the pr primary victims of the last couple of years in that a what I describe as probably a, a kind of a seven out of ten Premier League player at centre half, nothing more has been um, destroyed by some of his experiences at that position. Yes, I don't think he's good at it. I don't think he's a great yeah. player. I think he's the character. He's every, there's a reason every manager yeah. plays him, and it's not because of how good he is at football. Yeah. I think it's due with other things. And you could just make a John Stones out of him. He's not the same player, not the same level, and you get shown up with it. But you could do that. I, and then what you, what you do then is make your wing backs become the wingers so you can play the forwards and the half spaces, which makes up for the lack of re true eights. I, I wonder ways you can do it. You can stick the same principles that Postecoglou has always had, but you just have to change the shape of it. I mean, I, the defense, right? I, I suppose fullback wise, Poro can't play as a fullback. He's he's a wing back, or maybe that's why I say he's starting a three with a shifting central defense. Like, like, Davison three... Sanchez could play as a DM. I think he's going to leave the club this summer. Well, yeah. they'll bring in someone else. To play Skippy then. Yeah. I said the is, is twenty twenty two? Isn't it? I, I just he's I just young. sort of I you're not going to be able to judge his effect quickly. Um, I know that's what people will do. They ignore that because that's always what happens. But I, I think. Um, it doesn't really matter who the head coach is at Tottenham because a lot of other stuff needs to be improved is probably the most polite mm. way of putting it. Um, it's, it's quite likely it's not even going very well by November and he could be sacked, even though it would work in the end. Yeah, because Tottenham, the, the, Tottenham have that tendency. They have the kind yeah. of... Um, I also think that 
um, for the current board of executives, Daniel Levy particularly, you don't have many bad decisions left. And you're going to be very, very cognizant of all the PR around this and how people are responding because he ended the season with uh, a large, uh, not a majority, but a, a significant portion of the crowd um, inviting him to resign. Um, yeah. That's so. Spurs' problem though, isn't it? They yeah. don't know what they are. So no, if, you, no, no, if you're bringing no. in Postacoglu, you've got to go, right, this guy needs at least a season to try and build what yeah. he's doing yeah, or yeah, try and work it sure. out. If you give him like four months, it's not working. It's like, well, obviously. But it's not like it's Arteta. Like, so Arsenal can do that because it's Arteta and he's got a bit of credibility in the bank. And the people with Postacoglu, he just won't have the reputation in England and all yeah. these fans who've never seen him and don't know anything about it will just hound him out. And that, that's probably what will happen. Yeah, this thing, I, I don't if think... If it doesn't work straight away. There's no problem in not knowing about somebody. But I think if that's the case, you either have to um, go and find out if you're interested or um, have enough patience so that it reveals itself to you. And... and um, hopefully that's the case. Tottenham, I don't know. It, it, it's I, I'm surprised he took the job if he takes the job, just because I think they're um, it's hard. It's it's a it's a big club in a sense, but it's also a mess in a bigger sense. <laughs> I think it's I think it's absolutely perfect for him. Like you think where Spurs are now, the the thing with Conte and Mourinho it not worked. So the bad, like the get a big manager in mm-hmm. uh, experiment has not worked. Doesn't work for them. What they need is to rebuild. They might lose players like Harry Kane. The top six has completely changed. It's mm-hmm. all different. So what you need is someone who can make them better in a different way. And they don't want to do it with Pochettino. So what you need is someone who can, who's consistently proven that he can make a team that is already half decent into a really good one, is happy to yep. use younger players, happy to work on a really tight budget and recruit that way and can then play the kind of football you want. If it works, it'll be good. I mean, Spurs, doesn't matter how good Pochettino does, those players are probably not good enough to beat a lot of the teams in Premier League, especially oh, the ones that improve in the summer. Yeah. So you have to really like work out what your what your ceiling is. I it worries me, and I know we're going on about Spurs, and it's not that interesting for everybody else. But like, it worries me that if you want to do some of these things, if you want to renovate a squad, um, and if you want buying from people, you got to have a couple of things that aren't there. You got to have recruiting tools which uh, understand you properly. So tournament need to. First step is appointing someone. The second step is understanding what they've appointed. Tottenham haven't been very good at that in the past. Look at I know Mourinho and Conte are different types of manager. Jed Spence. Yeah, but it's like it, it, that is that's the problem. You you appoint something, you don't really know what it is. You've got the name and you've heard of them and you've seen them like lift the trophies. Do you think they're good? But you don't actually understand it on a footballing level, and that's been a, a massive Tottenham weakness. So there's that. Also, if you want to reshape the squad, get rid of players, bring in players, allow sort of the atmosphere to improve. You need to have competent recruitment, and they do not. So um, it's step one, right? You, it, a lot of what will happen with Postacoglu now is not actually in his control, and that's kind of scary. And that's kind of, I get why he takes the job. I understand that, um, um, even after the wonderful things he's achieved at Celtic. But also, it's risky. It's a, it's not a great place for a coach in his situation at the moment. Hopefully, he does well, but it's, um, yeah, it's a tricky one. Mm, okay. Mm. Let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about the FA Cup final. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a Happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. 
they have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Uh, we should talk about the FA Cup final now, uh, because it was a game for the ages, wasn't it, John McKenzie? It was a game that was worth watching. It certainly felt like it went on for ages. It did go sure. on for ages, yeah. <laughs> I walked into the pub uh, to watch this, a pub in Barking, and uh, I was just joking to my friend, like, oh, we'll probably, probably have scored already. And uh, they had. They had scored already. They had. Yeah, it was so 45 it seconds the same in. Thing, yeah. It was yeah. 14 seconds It was 14 in. seconds in. Yeah. They'd already scored. Yeah, and that sort of changed the tenor of the game, I think. It was, it was very much Man City went up and sort of controlled the game. Man United got back in through that penalty. Um, and then they lasted 20 minutes before City scored another. And then it was... It became a game of like let's just hold on to a positive game state and um, yeah yeah that was that was that I I I came into the office while John was watching the game was he unhappy and yeah so basically uh, if you can't if you haven't been to our office then well I'm not going to describe it to you but I was I was looking at him from the other side of the office and all I could see was the top of his head and then the grumbling noises about everything that was happening during it so every now and again when when you know, something was happening out here. <laughs> <laughs> that is dog. <laughs> not, not, not sort of a bark. But you, you were not, you were not having a great time. These were tactical grumblings. Tactical grumblings. Tactical okay. Grumblings. Yeah. Was well, he? Did he? Did those. he have the thinker pose on? It, well, no, because I could only see the top of his head ah. because of, I was behind my own computer and his was, face was covered with his hands. Yeah, and, weeping. And it was, it was kind of he was plotting his video and and a lot of stuff wasn't happening. Mm. Lot, there wasn't going to be a lot of meat on the video bone. Yeah. Right. And right, it was right. there was a bit. Of, <laughs> Wow! <laughs> right, there we go. I watched with the sound off as well, so it made it. It right. made it probably it augmented the whole ex- experience. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Why did you watch it with the sound off? There was no one else in the office, and I just find it easier to concentrate when there's no noise on. Alex Stewart used to say this as well. If you, I came into the office and I felt obliged to also watch the game with the sound you off. Could have put so it, you could have put it on. I wouldn't have minded that. You, I, I didn't feel that. Okay. Right. Feel Alex Stewart would have minded. I, I need the sound. I need to, I need to I hear need the, the commentary. Noise. I, I need to, to, I need to hear what the people are telling me is yeah, happening. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. That's why I don't, that's why I don't <laughs> have the sound on. Yeah, so that you don't get misled. Or don't get angry at what they're saying. You don't get angry at what they're <laughs> Wrong! saying. Wrong! Yeah. Wrong! Do you need people to tell you? Because you say stuff like this that you need people to tell you what's going on. But then you come yeah. in a meeting and have a video and say that's a stupid idea you should do this instead <laughs> and detail everything I should say in a video true but that's yeah. more based on what I want it to be mm. it's an expert understanding of narrative than it is of truth mm. you know what I'm I mean just, I'm just breaking down your I, I've truth. noticed really I really made an effort this year for the podcast to watch football Mm-hmm. So I spent most weekends. I've watched a, a minimum. It's coincided, in fact. <laughs> killing all fucking things. I don't know. I'm not sure they're connected, but we've talked about um, football even less. I know. I Imagine that. What a waste of time. Yeah. But uh, I've watched minimum two games a weekend this this season, and in many cases, pretty good effort. Up to four. Wow, you know, yeah. too many that's on my days off. Um, but what I was doing, because there was more football to watch, I was only starting to watch it when it started, yeah? No, I wasn't getting in there for the sort of 15 minutes beforehand. And then over the last sort of month or so, you know, checked out a little bit there, here and there, you know. Really? And, yeah, you know, surprised you've noticed. I did well. But um, I, I watched, uh, you know, I've been watching more like the 15 minutes beforehand. 
Um, it's great. Better than watching the game. Don't yeah. need to watch the game. Just watch the 15 minutes beforehand and then you sort of learn mostly what... For my job, I mean, not for a football fan, but I was like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Or they'll say the name of a player I've just never heard of before, been there for six years. <laughs> you know, I'll go, oh, yeah. And then I'll come into the podcast and I'll say, what do you think of uh, Matoma? You know, and, uh, you know, I genuinely had a conversation about an hour ago in the other end of the office where someone who works for me was saying, yeah, we've got this situation ongoing. And they said a player's name and I just nodded. I just nodded along and said, yeah, is that? Yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, okay. And then I walked away. I don't know who that person is. Can't even remember the name. Couldn't tell you if I wanted to. You know, I've gone on for a long time. <laughs> it technically counted as, talk- as talking about football, they say. So yeah, it sort of did, didn't it? Because I was adjacent. talking about football. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Man City won the FA Cup final, which means that they are one step away from Zetrebel. We'll talk about that in, in the live shows coming up this week, so we won't you know, dwell too long on the potential treble. But I suppose as one stumbling block, the most fearful stumbling block uh, for... Uh, block. Something block. Stumbles. The most fearful stumbling block for Manchester Who? City was um, would have been losing the potential of attaining the treble to their old rivals... Oh, Manchester United. You know what I'm saying? You got what I'm saying? Yes. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Was there a question in there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, uh, the question was, uh, he he answered it. Uh, He answered it, yeah. Yeah. Because I like to do that now. Yeah. So if you don't, if you ask me a closed question, I'm going to respond the way that, right, right. that way. Okay. Ash Dyke was invited to 10 Downing Street. (laughs) Who's that? He's that guy I was talking about. Oh, Laura, the explorer. He received an award, the 2015 UK Adventurer of the Year. Wow! And the 2016 did Welsh Steve Adventurer. Did Steve put this into the, the plan? While he we did, and then he wrote clearly the highest achieving alumnus of his school. But <laughs> <laughs> he turned up. Well. What are you trying to say, Joe? You do a podcast about dragons and pirates. <laughs> And this guy, he's taking a trailer across Mongolia. It's literally a real person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's just, it's just when you look back on life, isn't it? And you think about how it could have been. You could have been an adventurer. What do you think? No. Too, I'm too <laughs> no. big to be an adventurer. You've been so the, the worst big. person to do that ever. Where's the co-op? <laughs> yeah, they don't have pret, tuna, crunch, baguettes yeah. in, the, uh, in the jungle, do they? No, they don't. No. I really don't like um, uh, nature. No? To, no, that no. would be an issue. Don't like <laughs> bugs, little creepy crawlies. Don't like it when it's too hot or cold. Um, What's the optimum temperature at that point? I'd say 11 degrees, 10 degrees. That's cold. No, 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 no. Come, listen. For exploring, though. When you've got as much uh, meat on the bone as I do, the temperature, what's cold and cool and core, you know. It's you have to explore England, I think, if that's your optimum temperature. <laughs> no, no, even in England. Too many mosquitoes. Well, a couple of things that would make him good as an adventurer, explorer, would be that uh, you'd be able to last longer without food than other people. Because it's more obvious, so you take that longer tr- to is die. Is that true, though? Well, I don't know. Also, I suspect... There's more of him to be, be attacked by wild and, animals. And also, yeah, because I think... I like, use a lot more energy than a normal A wolf person. would kill me, but I bet you could have a good old battle with one. Do you think I could beat a wolf? I think you could have a good go at it. I could sit on it. Yeah, you could sit on the wolf. This is your special move, though. You just go like... Joe smashed and you yeah. fly in the air, yeah. bong, and, and then sit on the wall. Yeah. Sit down like a bum first. Yeah, legs up here as well. <laughs> yeah, you crushed him. 
Yeah. And then a gold Hope coin. the wolf doesn't look up at the last minute. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the gold coin comes out and you can collect the coin. Yeah, yeah. And then if you get that, you get to the end of the level, then you keep going. That's right, man. Yeah. I think I would have made a bad adventure. I, mean, yeah. I think be, uh, I could see you in sort of like the 1700s being carried in a box. Probably by me yeah. and JJ. Well, I do. I do like to wear um, you know, sort of those white British colonial outfits when I go on holiday. It's <laughs> <That is> true. It's <laughs> a good video game we made. There's a side scroll there. You just like spring in the air. Yeah, crush things. Yeah. I saw something on Twitter. Go, Hello there, Jerry. On Twitter. But in the video game, when you like your hearts run out, you know, like you bump into a person <laughs> and you lose a heart, then yeah. you could get health back by getting tuna baguettes and Pret. That's true. Along the I way, I think Pret would be interested in getting involved in the sponsorship of the game as they well. They could build so. this as a web app. This is, this is probably doable. It would on be the a Pret computer game. Called Joe. I bet with ChatGPT yeah. I could code this. I bet I could do it. I you think so? Yeah. yeah. Give it a try. Yeah. yeah. I had lots of stuff to do for actual work. Another one of your excellent business ideas. <laughs> mm. uh, no anyway. podcast. So just use the podcast yeah. time well, to yeah. make it. Probably. Yeah. Good, have good. to lower the tone, don't you, Michael? Well, this is Sorry, interesting. It's really happening. I can't like <laughs> hide it. Steve Hankey's written in the chat here. Let's look for a moment to get rid of Michael in the near yeah. future. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Before Which is how this go. all started, really, isn't it? Now, of course, we're swapping you over with Pinder, with, with Dr. Pins. Lovely. Because um, uh, we've only got five. <laughs> literally, the reason is because we only have five microphones in here. Yeah. And it would have been a faff. Um, but uh, before we let you go, let me ask you. Oh, what yeah. Was your, what was your favourite memory of hosting the TIFO podcast in the current format, of course, because it yes. isn't, it's not actually going. And we may well hear from you as a host in, in the future if and when you want to interview someone. I think that's on me, isn't it, to come up that's with the on ideas you. Yeah, why yeah. and that's who. A, that's so on I'll, you. I'll take that way. If Absolutely. I don't turn up, it's my fault. It's your fault, yeah. Um, well, I loved hosting it, although I missed that you weren't on it. Sure. These guys are always amazing. I was um, sad that you that you were on it when I wasn't as well. Was well, you did appear in the background of one. That's once, true, yeah. Is, that was probably my favourite moment, actually, and I only realised it, obviously, afterwards. <laughs> Because um, the other host was seen yeah, through a door. Looking, just watching. <laughs> Why is he there? Is he not, he's not supposed to be there. Has he come in just in case? What's going on? Yeah. Um, uh, well, we did that one where I you know, had lots of coffees and I don't know what happened, but that was... <laughs> oh, the infamous was, coffee gate one, yeah. That, that was fun. Yeah. I can't remember any of it, but I just know I enjoy... It. I yeah. remember the feeling. And I think Good. all of us who enjoy this podcast, we'll, we'll just take away the... The feelings. We'll just take the feelings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, listen, it's been terrific. Get out. To share a space with you. Oh, we love you, Michael Bailey. I love you all You're very much. You're a great guy. Too much, really. Read Michael Bailey's work on, on The Athletic. Follow Michael Bailey's TikTok, actually. It's quite Go to <laughs> his LinkedIn. <clears throat> LinkedIn. I believe he's got a really good LinkedIn. Follow him on the TikTok. Big network. Great network. Big network. Lots of motivating Lots aphorisms of Get everywhere. on with it. If you want to hear him rip off Gandhi on a weekly basis, hit up hit MJ Bailey's... Uh, LinkedIn. Um, but uh, thanks very much. Uh, we'll go for a break now. When we come back, magically, in place of Michael Bailey, will be uh, Ruben the baby boy Pinder. Uh, so we'll see you in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Okay, uh, folks, uh, Mother Nature has uh, given us a little gift here, squeezed out of her very own <laughs> vaginal canal. <laughs> 
It's Ruben, the baby boy Pinder. Is that fine? Is that the first time the word vaginal has ever been said on this podcast? Surprisingly, probably possible. not. No. <laughs> it's likely. But, Doesn't I mean um, it has to come with like an explicit tag now or something? I think we'd already sworn. I don't think vaginal is. I don't think we're scared of women, are we? Are we scared of women on this? Well, Joe is because he, as we established earlier, didn't go to his (laughs) high school thing. Vaginal isn't is not a curse word, of course, and we should never suggest that that it would correct because it's it's simply. I mean, more it's not it's not that it's more that it might be deemed like sexually explicit or something like that, unless it's educational. Do you think childbirth is sexual? (laughs) No, I do not. Because it's because you're giving off some very confusing. Do you know what I I watched a bit of the piles episode the other day and. You were similarly. You weren't keen to discuss piles. No. I think. I think maybe you've got a fear of the human body. I think I do. Yeah. yeah. I don't like hospitals. I think you need to address Doctors, that as an dentists. individual. Yeah. But don't give our listeners the idea <laughs> that discussing either things that may be vaginal or hemorrhoid related <laughs> that they're, 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 it's it's all fine waters. We should be discussing these things on a daily basis. Anyway, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Ruben, we'll come back to you in a second. JJ, historically, you must have had... What, what, what's the worst illness? When's the closest you've ever been to dying? Uh, I've never been close. Oh, maybe glandular fever. That Glandu- was pretty bad. Yeah. You had bad glandular fever. Yeah. yeah. When was that? When I was in uh, at high school, or academy, as we called it. Not high school. You were at academy. Yes, that's what we yeah. say. We okay. don't say high school where I'm from. Okay, yeah. But I say it so everyone else knows what I'm talking about. And what did what happened to you? Did you have to go to a hospital? No. You've never been to a hospital? I think someone in my in my class did, though, with the same thing I had. Right. So there was a few people got it at the same time, and you went, one guy had to go in. But you're just made of stronger stuff, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> What's going to happen when they move you into an elderly person's home? Are you worried about that? Oh, well, as you've established, when I'm going to die... That's a weird I'm way gonna... of saying that, wasn't it? Mm. Just going to move him into an elderly person's home. <laughs> well, John, it will be you and I that will have to take care of him. I was going to say, who's they? Like the men in the coats. <laughs> You're the youngest here, Ruben. It'll be you. Yeah. Yeah. We're relying on you. Come on, Uncle JJ. Way. Let's get you to bed. It's going to be great here. There's all football and, and wizards in there. Yeah, you're, there's skeletons in there. Yeah, none of the Bundesliga. Don't worry. None, none of the Bundesliga. German football can't hurt you anymore. It can't. Well, do you know, some of what I'm about to say will be censored in the podcast. Mm. But uh, when I know as I'm likely to die of some sort of disease i'm gonna do yeah and then fill a car full of come on man i love that you said some of this will be cut yeah as i want to do yeah i think that's i think hire a car because that's funnier as well because then you'll get their car back they get insurance they probably love when people do yeah good luck getting insurance for that act of god yeah Absolutely, I'll feel like it at the time. Uh, I wonder how much of that made it into the cut. I don't know. What do you think, Steve? Um, the partial problem with that is... is let's that let's say is... hi again to Ruben Pinder now. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Ruben. It's lovely Hello. for you to join us yeah, today. Yeah, nice to see you. Thanks for being here. My, my pleasure. Yeah. Now, listen, Ruben uh, is, a, is a, a, a relatively new uh, uh, um, member of the, of the TIFO football podcast team. Um, and he's done us the kind service all of putting together a short supercut of uh, of his favourite moments or it, moments that he what, 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 how you so, describe it I mean there's a bit of recency bias in this like it's more newer than older bits well but a lot it, easier to find those bits exactly it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same as when people ask you if you've seen a film that came out before you were born it's yeah. not you know and in your case <laughs> I was literally born on March the 6th yeah. Yeah. so um, it's it's like it's a couple of minutes of a much longer one which um, mm. the audience may be able to view at some point in full Okay, um, lovely. But yeah, it's just uh, just funny things that made me laugh as right. I was trawling through the archives 
um, over the last couple of weeks. Over the last few months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Well, let's I tell you what. Let's We can all watch it now on the screen. And I imagine the people at home will be able to watch it on their screen as well. And get, if, if, there, if there are cuts listeners to course. us, I quite like the idea that if there's cuts to us to see our reactions to ourselves, that it'll be very unclear whether that's part of the highlight for you or not. Because <laughs> we're in the same room and possibly I might be wearing you exactly are. the same one. <laughs> oh my God, the same well? yeah. Have I got the yeah, top on yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, did not, I didn't plan this, guys. Like I just don't have many clothes. Um, okay, thanks, Ruben. Let's enjoy this. Put it in your mouth. Interesting. Oh, I like it. Saucy. <laughs> Don't know why I said that either. I'm having a weird day. When it comes to eagles, you <laughs> are all such I'm saying a is, dick. Like, I- Seagulls can eat up to 20% of its body weight in food each day. You don't matter to us at all. We don't think about you ever or care about you. Maybe there is hope but in my life. But they're afraid. My life could be something else. I could, yeah. I could achieve things. I'm hopeful. That maybe Arsenal could do the render Winders League. <laughs> Shush up, Steve Hankey. Get back in your cave. Been... We've assessed Steve Hankey's injuries. He'll never make love again. <laughs> when he fell off his chair. Hey, will you cheer me up by doing your Wayne Rooney thing again? Rooney! Oh, isn't that it's, nice? It's always good, that. Oh, it's always good, that. I love that. And once more? Well, it's better when it comes in the middle of a sentence we don't expect it. Okay, so at some point... Rooney! At some point before the end of this podcast... You'll surprise yeah. us with a Rooney. I had to keep going long, and then Cramach couldn't hold it up, so they were just kept numb. So it was very much a nil-nil. Rooney! <laughs> <laughs> have you never seen the inside of a, an employment tribunal? Mm. You're not going to eat all of these apples. Some of them are going to go off. And I feel as though that's what Todd Bowley's done. He's bought... Right. What who cares kind about of the apples is Mrs. Mackenzie dying? She, she's a fan of the Granny Smith. As part Jay of my mandate, it's days. about as bringing down... Oh, I see. Down the Bundesliga. I thought it was the uh, Scottish football. Yeah, it's both. Ruben, the baby boy Pinder, hello. Go, 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 go. <laughs> now, you may be sad, but f- <laughs> because everything dies, okay? Everything and everyone dies. You will die. That's true. <laughs> you will die. Yeah. That's a pretty good job from Ruben. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yes, Ruben. Well Pinder. done. Ruben. Well done. Thank you. That apple bit, that apple's bit was fun, wasn't it? Anybody remember the apple's Enjoyed bit? That. Actually, a brilliant mm. analogy as well. Yeah, it's actually yeah. very true. Mm. Yeah. You got partridge for that. Did you? Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Even though it was clearly a bit, so it shouldn't be... Um, well, yeah. or was it? Mm-hmm. Was it indeed? Hard to tell. Well, there we go. Yeah. Some choice moments. Thanks for that, no Ruben Pinder. And thanks for joining us for the second half of this podcast, where we're about to discuss the Europa League final. Did you watch that one? Watch is uh, maybe kind of it was on yeah, sure it was on in my house it was around you um, yeah yeah did anyone watch I it? wasn't actively watching it well, I don't think I was so passively watching it I think it's I mean it's worth saying that Se- severe one on penalties and I think we agree it's their seventh Europa League uh, yeah uh, title ch- uh, trophy which is quite incredible and he's is uh, over is the majority of Europa Leagues that have ever been <laughs> so that's it's kind of 13 funny. and they've won seven yeah. seven out of 13 well well done to, to Sevilla um, uh, but of course, the reason that, that most people discussed this, um, who would watch the game, of course, that seems like a stupid idea, is because Jose Mourinho uh, had a, a little bit of antics afterwards there, didn't he? Do you know about that, Ruben yeah, Pinder? Tell us about that one. Well, he supposedly waited for Anthony Taylor in the car park to um, shout lots of abuse at him. The referee, Anthony Taylor. The referee, Anthony Taylor, who is an, an excellent professional. Mm. Um, and then in a Jose Mourinho didn't do this, but Roma fans were haranguing Taylor in the airport as well. And yes. he looked um, 
not particularly well protected, and it looked quite traumatizing for the referee, to be honest. That's right. Um, and he was, was with, with his, his family. family. Yeah, his, yeah, his daughter young was daughter. as well. So that's not nice. Um, and yeah, I, we've spoken about referees um, on this podcast before in relation to like the Mitrovic incident earlier this season and things like that. And this is like slightly different, but I just do think that there is too much discourse in football that doesn't uh, that seems to forget that referees are human beings mm, yeah I forget too I think that they are sort of cyborgy mm. you know that they're yeah. a little, they've got a little bit of the old AI yeah. in them and that VAR isn't a person but a robot I- agree yeah, yeah. agree for sure well anyway this is uh, from uh, taken from the athletic Jose Mourinho has been charged by UEFA for directing quote abusive language uh, towards referee Anthony Taylor during the Europa League final uh, the 60-year-old took his frustration out on Premier League official Taylor during after, during and after Roma's uh, penalty shootout defeat by Sevilla. Um, Mourinho accused Taylor of faving Sevilla by suggesting that he seemed Spanish to me. <laughs> now, what is it about uh, Anthony Taylor, do you think, uh, JJ Bull, that seems Spanish? Um, I think it's all the hats he wears. Yeah. Also, Spanish people do wear a lot of hats, don't they? I'm not sure. I think that this this was Mourinho maybe like 10, 15 years ago, uh, and it's in the Premier League. And this we could talk about this a bit maybe on text message earlier, right? But like, mm. I think what Mourinho's done here is kind of pathetic, and it's kind of ruined a lot of any well, a lot of respect I had for him because I still like think he's a, obviously a very one of the best coaches of his generation. Yeah. Hugely influential in football. Like when he came into the Premier League and played this four two three one that everyone started copying. Like he was really seemed ahead of his game, and people revered well, him as a coach. To add to what you're saying, in the car park, he was also seen shouting, "Quote: You are a fucking disgrace. It is a disgrace." Well, I, well, there we go. Right, and the thing is, right, if he'd done it in the Premier League, you might think, right, he's just doing that thing he does to try and make sure that the referees are more friendly to him next time because they are scared of the reaction they might get. Because you would be maybe not sharing social media and off camera. Because you forget how much the world has changed in about twenty years. So. Uh, where like iPhones about 2007 weren't they something mm-hmm. like that so that now like everything you do that will be filmed but that would never have seen the light of day 20 years ago that would mm. never have happened now Sir Alex Ferguson uh, famously would have lots of visits to referees and say many things to them none of which have ever been broadcast on social media yeah. I bet he uh, would have said things that he would maybe regret now at the time but in the heat moment does all these sorts of things that's a way to manage. You're trying to manage things around you, and he was like a master of that, and is revered for, for like the way he mastered that part of the off the pitch game. Yeah, if Mourinho had done that in the Premier League, and he's trying to manage it, you can sort of see it. Just doing it after a stupid final that you've lost. Yeah, like to the guy in the car park was. He's never probably going to manage a team or be a referee for one of his games in no. the future. I mean, often the defence is that. Mourinho takes the uh, the ire away from his players who've lost a game and he put it, puts it upon himself by saying something sort of outlandish or reckless in a post-match interview, right? So then the, the discussion from the media in the following it's days is about yeah. him instead of what That's actually happened in football. That's a reason, though, not an excuse. It's, it? it's a reason. It's certainly not an excuse. But in this case, it's the last game of Roma's season. Roma have had not a great season. They spent quite a lot of money and they did not finish in the top four in Serie A. Uh, I think it was very clear for the last... For, for the last couple of months that this was Mourinho's best route to the Champions League with Roma mm-hmm. if he w- did want to secure that. And I think there's no other way th- than looking at Mourinho and Roma's season and saying, well, it, it's it's a failure. I mean, it's a failure, right? Is it not? Is that unfair? Uh, well, they requalified for the Europa League on Sunday night, so that's good news. I don't think Mourinho's going to be... spent a lot of money, though. Yeah, the season before last, he spent a lot of money. This season, he didn't. But it's just about he got beaten. He wanted to create a topic um, beyond that defeat 
And it's why when he was in the car park, some of the things he said were in Italian, in English. You know, this is because he wants them to be translated. He wants to give the kind of the signpost to all the Roma fans. Yeah, there's an injustice. Injustice from that game is complete fiction. And Taylor did a good job. Um, it's worth saying that Sevilla, their players, their technical staff, not angels either. And I thought that like this, the game as a spectacle was ruined by everything that happened during it. Um, but this is what Mourinho does. I think it's more interesting probably to talk about the fact that um, why do you play like that? Given the resources at your disposal, the talent yeah. available to you. Um, <clears throat> Sevilla are the better team, uh, had more of the ball, created more chances. Roman probably created the better chances, but Sevilla had more of them. Um, didn't get a penalty, so what? You'd have probably missed it anyway. You know based what? on the penalty shootout, right? Like, mm-hmm. Sevilla, Sevilla deservedly won that game. Um, Mourinho's, it's frustrating that we all go for it. And the, the kind of the, the egregiousness of what ended up happening in the airport, um, not just around Taylor, but his daughters and his wife, I think, were involved in that. Oh, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Is that, it, yeah, that's has, a... have to sanction him. You have to just say, um, you can't trust football fans to behave themselves in that situation. You lost a final, you're disappointed. It happens. Shouldn't. And there's, there's, there's got to be questions about security around Anthony <laughs> Taylor too in that situation. But you have to say, Right, you are not going to coach a game in our, a UEFA competition for a year now. Wherever you are, you're just not going to do it um, because it's just it's it's just mindless. Um, like that stuff with like Mourinho, we just described yeah. things he's always done, right? So, and yeah. we are now talking about Mourinho rather than Roma's performance, yeah. really, which yeah. is exactly what he wants. It's what to he do. wanted, it, yeah. It's, it's designed that he way. He is in a, like a genius at doing this. He's yeah. done it in a way that is uh, I don't like it, but it's this has worked again for him. I wonder how important the camera is in this because does he know the camera's there? If, again, if it's not the camera, right, not there, he's doing that. Is he doing that anyway? Is that something that loads of managers done in the past that we don't know because we're not like, privy to a lot of this stuff, right? We just sit around a podcast table and we watch the games on TV or whatever. And sometimes when you go, go to a mix zone, you get some things like that. So a lot of this stuff we want to have seen. Is it performative or is it a thing he's actually done? Is it reactive or is it manipulative and strategic? Because that, Roma it, might be galvanised. It's quite a deep question here though, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you do something that is initially performative, but you do it for 15 years... Where, where, where does it begin and where does your exactly. identity and your personality start? And does it matter if the camera's there or not if he's doing it? I, I, do you know what I mean? Isn't the difference that he used to win tournaments and leagues more so regularly? Pe- people said it was so good. So people were like, it was yeah. good. Now he doesn't win those games. And so people are like, this just looks a bit rubbish. I feel like, I yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah. I think his performance in winning the Conference League last season was, I think it was admirable. I think he's extremely popular in Roma. I think... Like a good rule of thumb with Mourinho is to assume that he does nothing by accident ever. Um, And I think that's a shame because I I think that what would have been very interesting is instead of us talking about um, his, his, his period of dominance and his period of excellence and when he was genuinely an innovator within the game, I think one of the most interesting things that can happen with a coaching career is the reinvention. I talked about Ferguson earlier. Like Ferguson's great underappreciated value is he changed the way he thought about the game. Guardiola has done that too. Guardiola did that within the space of this season, actually. And that's fascinating. That's a really interesting, fresh topic. With Mourinho, it's just before and after, black and white, um, angel, fallen angel. It's that stuff. And it's kind of, it's sad because there there is still uh, an amazing football <coughs> mind, an amazing um, capacity for detail and layered thinking and the ability to, one of Mourinho's famous quotes is, you know, his ability to put flour in the gas tank. That, that's what, that's the way he described Inter Milan beating Barcelona all those years ago. Like Mourinho's ability to derail a more powerful team is an incredible thing within the context of his career. And yet instead of that, we're talking about 
um, his technical staff haranguing a referee after every single decision from minute one. Did the same in Leverkusen. Did the same in Leverkusen. And what Mourinho would say about all the grievances that Leverkusen had that night, 23 shots to one or whatever it is, is probably enjoyed all the more because he'd gone to Leverkusen, upended a better team, um, kind of changed the story around. Jabby Alonso is one of the great coming managers in European football. And he'd be like, I love the fact that everyone's moaning about this. So that's the advice for Haven't Sophia. Haven't his staff had like 11 red cards this season? Something like that, really. Yeah. 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 Every, so some every, statistic Everything like he does now, I just get, it, he just gives off the vibe of, you know, that Limmy sketch where he's like, <laughs> turn the wins against us. It's just, it, that is Jose It's now. the Simpsons meme, isn't it? It's, oh, am, man, am, yeah, I out, am, I out of, am I out of touch? No, it's the refs who are wrong. Uh, it's a shame. It it's a shame, There's though. lots of memes applicable to Jose Mourinho <laughs> yeah. now. Wouldn't you have been fascinated to see how Jose Mourinho changed? Like, to, see, to sort of plot his way back to not quite relevant, but ultimate success, Guardiola-level success. That would have been fascinating. But to like a lot of what probably worked in his early years so well at Chelsea, Inter Milan and Real is that he was honestly probably a bit younger and had more yeah. of a connection with the people he was managing. And I think it's changes. Arsene Wenger's talked about this a lot. When he started being a manager at Arsenal, he was however old he was, you know, 38, 40, whatever, maybe 45. So he was people's dad's age. Yeah. By the time he finished, he was a granddad's kind yeah, of age. So there's a, bit, a slight disconnect in... Maybe the connection with that. And that maybe is something. And in teams he's worked with have been not as good as the early ones in his team. But he's done these sorts of things forever. And not to reiterate the point, like I almost think now I regret saying that it's pathetic what he's done because he's doing it to get something that he wants. So that's he's managing out of the pitch. He's managing off of it. And would we be talking about it if he'd done the same thing in a closed dressing room, like many managers have definitely done in the past, and they go and like, mm-hmm. lay into them. So then he would get that same... You know, effect of this, but then what he's done now is just change the narrative all in its head, all about him again. He can handle the pressure because he loves it. Like he can do, well, I don't know if he loves it, but he knows how to do it. I can handle that. And so that swings everything. We are talk about Mourinho. He's box office, so everyone talks about him. Don't forget, forget about Roma. The fans are all like, oh yeah, everyone's against us. The bad part is that, as we've seen in many parts of society, people don't understand how to behave in real life. And so yeah. then they uh, behave in a way they should not to Anthony Taylor in real life. Because it should be, I mean, it's a bit like wrestling, right? Mourinho makes it like WWE by doing these things, which makes That's it good inherently entertaining and becomes a uh, like a soap opera, which is what wrestling is. And what I think a lot of people actually like about Premier League football, especially, they don't actually watch the game. They want to know who their team's going to sign. Like they want to know all the stuff about it. Exactly. And yeah. it's a basically, it's a TV show is what yeah. the Premier League is. And when you think about it, that's what it is. It's really entertaining and you can't really predict it. It's why live sport is so valuable to broadcasters. And Mourinho is one of the best at it. So when you get him in this sort of situation, if he'd done it at closed doors, he might get the same result he wants with um, referees being a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Maybe just subconsciously you might think of certain things uh, when you're next refereeing a game with him. But he then changes everything the way he wants. He's managed the team, the club, the way he wants. He'll be remembered in Rome very fondly because of the way he reacted against a, a perceived injustice, which never was. It's just a shame because I remember looking forward to that final. I knew kind of what it would be, but it, I just remember thinking like the technical matchup between those two sides was really quite compelling. And I, I guess it's 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 also um, it, it sets an example, right? It's a, yeah. it, in, and I, you, I don't know whether it would be fair to say or not. Does the thing at the airport happen if Mourinho doesn't do the thing in the car park? Right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe I it doesn't. Know. And I'm sure drawing a direct correlation between the two of them and so uh, and, uh, and we know about this. <laughs> we know about this because of the, the social media videos, right? So yeah, with, yeah, again, yeah. 20 years ago, maybe that did happen, but we didn't yeah. see it. I wasn't well, reporting the same maybe way. Maybe it does, but maybe you know, like maybe there's a kind of galvanizing effect. Like I think it's fair to say I, that Mourinho haranguing Anthony Taylor in that car park doesn't help. 
No, that's like, for sure. It doesn't, for sure. it doesn't decrease the chances of that happening. I, I find no. it quite weird. Well, it normalizes the behavior. Exactly. I, I find it strange that Anthony Teddy was in that situation in the first place. It feels weird to me, logistically, mm. that he would be put in a position where, like, even if none of this happens and Roma still lose the game and they're having a tantrum or sulking or, or they're disputing a decision, whatever, like, any football fan base in the world gives a referee grief in that situation. Mm. Why is he there? And why is he mm. there sort of with his, like, family without protection? Isn't he traveling in an airport? No, but I understand. But then shouldn't there be an avenue within the airport or a procedure which doesn't, which means that his schedule does not align with... The fast track bit? Is he not just getting on the plane that bit? No, I mean the flight-wise. Like, mm. Do you think how, referees like, have their own they should get. Cue. They should get the same level of like um, protection and privacy through the airport that the players get. They should have their own yeah, plane, which is in the colours of like the uh, referees. Referee colours. Yeah. Bright bright yellow yeah. Plane. I was going to say, can we talk about goblins now or something? I feel like I've been serious for Very a long serious. time. Very yeah. serious. Well, sure we can. Uh, 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 thanks for all those contributions. Much appreciated. Uh, now, that's football. Um, I think left on the list for us to do is, and we've got Ruben Pinder here for this as well, is uh, Steve Hankey asked us to prepare some questions that we'd like mm. to ask the panel or ask each other. And we also asked some questions of the audience uh, for a little Q&A section here at the end. Probably ignore those ones. Well, I've got a couple here to get us started, Stafford Bloor. I've got a couple. Um, one of them is, does Seb actually have warm hands and a cool embrace? Warm hands and a warm embrace. Bit of a sweaty man, yeah. I have to say. You are sweating at the moment. I, I know. I, I have actually asked Steve to quite put the aircon on. Yes. We've been in here for almost know, over an hour and a half. And it gets warm in here. It does here. get warm without the air conditioning. And it gets hot. A lot more higher than, it's higher than 11 degrees, Joe. What's that sure. from? What's that from? I feel like I've done in my plums. Done in my plums. Yeah. It gets hot and sweaty. Anyway... Um, here's a good one. Um, the farmer's market. Oh, yeah, from Isaac Newton, of all people. Imagine yeah. that. Um, Long time listener. Isaac Newton. <laughs> First time <laughs> commenter. Asks, uh, where can I still listen to JJ and John's analysis of, of the weekend's football manager? They were the best hands down. That's what... Isaac Newton says, Isaac Newton fucking hates Seb Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> he says this guy over here, real tosser. Um, there was a discussion. that you, I've we, got a you, plan for that. Yeah. There's a plan for it, but uh, but whatever the plan is, whether we are ready or not to, to, to reveal it. Not yet, no. Not yet, but it will happen on Tifo IRL on the YouTube yes. channel. Please do subscribe <clears throat> to Tifo IRL yeah. on YouTube. Um, that would be really nice. Yeah. It's worth saying at this point too, if you are an audio listener and you're listening through your m- mobile device, <laughs> Spotify, your your podcast aggregator, um, do subscribe to Tifo IRL where the video of the podcast has been released before because you'll see uh, JJ and, and John regularly there and that uh, it sounds like there is a plan to offer a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of... Uh, Analysis of the weekend's football, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, big winks. Nice, That's right. Nice. Okay, here's a question for John McKenzie from a solid six inches. I didn't really read that before I said it out loud. <laughs> a solid six inches asks um, for John's future interviews. Who is his dream guest? Oh, wow. And now this doesn't have to be a guest that you can actually attain. Okay. So I think feel free to go. Isaac Newton. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I would go Marcelo Bielsa because he never yeah. gives interviews. So yeah. I think that's a pretty pretty easy one. How excited would you be if you got? A I've Marcelo actually spoken Bielsa to him before in an in a press conference setting. Sure. And I was, Did your heart flutter? Yeah. Well, I was just I asked the question, and the whole time, I was just going <laughs> fuck inside my head. <laughs> Was this the one where he that. did that really long presentation to all the press? It wasn't that one, no. 
I went into a couple of press conferences with him, and uh, yeah, it was it was very weird, a very weird experience because you're obviously speaking to him through a translator, and so you don't really know who you're supposed to be looking at. Do you look at the translator when you speak to him, or do you look at him when you speak to him? Yeah, it's very awkward, but mm. I'm glad that I had the the opportunity to ask him a really banal question about tissue, you know, deep tissue injuries and in yeah. once Leeds players. The sort of question that would identify you as an interesting person. Yes. That, yeah. that yeah. necessity for, sure. for a translator might make that episode. What that can I ask? They'll make him like me. Though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, here's something that uh, Tej Shanbach has asked you, JJ, that mm. I think might make you like Tej. Uh, what's the most outrageous sound that JJ can produce? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to ask, do you want me to go around with what's, a few what's more definition of and you can have five minutes to think about this? Uh, yeah, what's, what's and definition just to of like, Similar to that Rooney clip we watched, at any point in the next ten minutes, if you want to make an outrageous sound... <laughs> Shockingly bad or excessive. Yeah, well... Um, Very bold and unusual and rather shocking. That's most of the things that you say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, fine. Cunt! <laughs> That was uh, shocking. That actually heard. made me jump. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that was fun. Does anyone have any questions they would like to ask each other? I've got a couple. What are yours, Seb? Okay, so I'm going to... I've got some prepared. I'm going to go round one by one. Okay. Let's start with you, Joe Devine, and ask you, what has been your scariest TIFO moment? My scariest TIFO podcast S- moment? No, no, no. Scariest TIFO moment, generally. Just to be clear, generally. TIFO was not ending, just the podcast. <laughs> yeah. In the current format. And actually, the podcast isn't even ending. No. Just the yeah. current format. Please do listen to the next form of the podcast. Yeah. In yeah. fact, there'll be, I've got a some, couple of things to say, uh, things coming up later. What's been my scariest moment? Scariest moment. Interpret I, that however you want. I'd, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I can say these ones. <laughs> there are a couple you definitely, definitely can't. Well, there were times before, uh, before and again, this sounds like it's... Uh, TIFO continues. I'm not. I'm staying here. I'm just not doing the podcast anymore. But um, do you remember before the athletic acquisition? Yes. There were a couple of times we weren't sure if we were going to get paid. So you know, uh, just because it was tight, it was like tight couple of months there, wasn't there? Anyway, it's all fine now. Money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, ask a different question Poverty. to someone else because we don't have time to go around. I've got one for JJ. Yeah. So, um, with some caveats, um, if you had to play an instrument in any band, mm. what would it be, and for whom? And you cannot replace somebody who is already playing that instrument. Well, you just you have to add. You have to add the oboe to the Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the Hives are the best live bands like ever. So, but they've got loads of guitars already. What I are just, you going to add to the Hives? Add a thing. Just make a strash on the guitar yeah. when they've done that. I you could know, bez for the Hives. Uh, what's be, the, what's the Swedish version the of bez? Bez. I don't know. I would like to play guitar in the Eagles, although they sound like real jerks. So maybe not. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, so many bands. I would like to play anything. I could. Them. I could see you adding the second guitar in placebo. And bringing that hair down, <laughs> do that. getting a bit of eye makeup. No, on. I didn't really like yeah. placebo. I mean, something you didn't like, like placebo. Like, I'd like to play guitar. I love Brian. Phoenix. I love Phoenix, Phoenix yeah. are great. You know, LCD sound system. I do something with them. That'd be good. You, okay. That'd be fun. Yeah, fine, play guitar fine. for them. Yeah, fine. Anyone else? Uh, I uh, I have a question for John McKenzie. Remember to ask it into your microphone. Yeah, no, no, but I, I also yeah. need to see it on my screen. The so real it's... reason we have to end the podcast yeah, is because no, 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 I'll use no a fucking microphone after seven years. John. What is your least favourite analytics metric? That's a good one. Um, I mean, they can all be annoying, can't they? Um, I think I'm going to go with expected threat. Why? Is that a thing? 
Why do you hate yes. it? Why do you hate expected threat and the people that kind of invent it? <laughs> I feel like the expected threat is quite high on Seb right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> expected threat is is basically a, a metric which is designed because you know with XG you can only work out when you had a good chance of scoring by if they kick the ball and have a shot. Expected threat is supposed to mitigate that by saying if basically if you're closer to the the goal then you're generating more threat. So mm. it essentially ass- assesses all of the moments in a game and says this team was more threatening than, than the other team. But obviously that all that tells you is that one team was closer to the goal most of the time than the other team, which is, I don't think, particularly useful as a metric. Well, there's a new um, uh, metric that we use uh, to measure Aberdeen games called expected dread. <laughs> the longer the note, the more dread. Yes. Yes. I didn't realise this was part of the plan this section, but I have a question. We didn't tell you. I have yeah, a question on. for you. Well, for anyone, really. Throw it to the floor. What is your death row meal? Mm. Death row meal. It's gonna People. have it's gonna have potatoes in it. Yeah. I, I to be it honest, I might say like plate I've ever yeah, seen. like five different preparations of potato. <laughs> did you did you know? I'd what? have mash. Dauphinois, I'd have baked potato. I'd have the Dauphinois on the mash in the baked potato. And uh, can I have cheese in it as well? I can have whatever I want. It's a death row meal. I'd have five different presentations and preparations of potato and five different cheeses, the cheese to match. And then I'd have... (laughs) Any, um, any meat or any veg. I'd have a, a, a huge bottle of that. It's just cheddar. Cheddar. I want cheddar, red Leicester. I'd like a double Gloucestershire. Um, Single Gloucestershire. I want a big, uh, you know, a big 70 litre, 70 centilitre, not 70 litres. <laughs> I want 70 centilitres of that honey Jack Daniels, you know. 70 litres of honey Jack Daniels. <laughs> I want 70 litres. A magnum of, of Jack Daniels. And that, that's how I go out. I just, yeah. I just so drink 70 litres I'm going to add that whiskey. to my car drive. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of Joe Devine trivia. So during the World Cup, I, I stayed with Joe and his lovely wife. And we would get back quite late. So Separate rooms. Separate rooms, yeah. Um, no, me and my and, wife were in the same room. Right? <laughs> Seb, Seb was in a different room, yeah. And we'd get back about sort of midnight or, you know, half 12. And, you know, it wasn't always easy to find... Um, food and there was one night where Jeff said oh I, I'm hungry I'm hungry I'm gonna go find something to eat and it was he went into the kitchen and he could hear all this sort of the rustling and you know trying to find something thought he's gonna cook himself a meal he comes back out <laughs> he's made himself a cream tea <laughs> with scones and jam and clotted cream and I have a picture of it someone said I have a scum. picture of it it was great was I thought you were gonna say that I drank a lot every night because <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was you just did, you did, but I no. went through a lot of whiskey during yeah. the world cup I'd yeah. get home nice spice and rum. within ten, sometimes it was spice rum, but I, uh, Seb and I would get home and uh, I would go into the kitchen and I would pour myself in a pint glass. I would pour myself a whiskey and coke or a rum and coke, but with a, yeah. a helping. I think it's not unfair to say it's probably Generous. like a, a, like a, a, a quintuple. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Right. Okay. And I would drink it in five minutes and then be hammered for about two hours. <laughs> and we'd, we'd have conversations about things like, <laughs> The worst character on Game of Thrones, as I'd watch you get more and more drunk through the night. <laughs> See, I've not really, I've only ever seen Joe drunk once properly, even though we've been to. You've got to come to my house yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when I'm at home, and I can just roll house. into bed. Yeah. I, I, I if you just go to his house in the middle of the night, just you get cream tea out of it. Cream tea and a whiskey. Okay, what else we got here from the? Oh, I tell you what, here's one for 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 Ruben. It's non-specific to you, but I'll ask you from Mister Pumakel. Mr. Okay. Pumuckle. Thanks for um, writing in, Mr. Pumuckle. What football, <laughs> what football rule? What, fo- what football rule would you change? Oh, um, extra time. I don't like it. 
Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Get rid of it. I, I do... I have an idea in my head that silver goal being brought back would be the solution, but then the problems that exist with extra time now would probably then just... It was very golden story. goal was great. Golden I really think that should exist, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there's so much jeopardy. It's so scary. Yeah. The yeah. stakes are high. But isn't the problem with that that you just end up with no team really wanting to risk anything, so you end up yeah. getting penalties Kind of feels like that in extra time as it is. Remember when though. the lads yeah. spilled that Bierhoff goal in the 96 final? I can remember the drop of the ball. It's the way, it's the flapping and yeah. the way it just drops in on the side of the net. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, <laughs> no, well, maybe you do the 15 minutes thing and if... Um, yeah, golden goal. I was trying to work it yeah, out. Golden, golden goal. goal. Let's, okay. let's just bring that back, I think. What do you got for us, JJ Ball? Questions for you. Number one. Mm. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Number two. What gives you the right? <laughs> <laughs> What's this from? What's this from? It's the office. It's the office. Yeah. <laughs> okay, me. Uh, real one. Why do you love the England national team so much? Because I love... It's my favourite thing. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> Let me do, say that. I'll do, do that all again. I was no about shit. To, yeah. <laughs> I was about to co-sign his answer, but no. Yeah. Joe's original answer to this question had to be deleted. <laughs> Why do you look? I mean, I don't. You didn't answer the way I thought you would. No, no, no. I didn't answer the way I thought I would either. It no, just came out there. No. How about this one? Why do you pretend not to like football when you actually do? Because I, 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 mm. <laughs> I've got a similar question. Yeah. Why do you pretend? To like football when you actually don't. Oh, okay. See now, now we're getting to the heart of. The, I've got the another question. Do you like football? <laughs> really good question. And what is it that you like about it? Seth's got nothing to no, say. What is it that you actually? Well, like Well, this about is the football? thing because I don't. I mean, and JJ alluded to this before when he said that people don't actually watch the game; they just enjoy the narrative around it. A, I enjoy the narrative. I don't enjoy the boring Mourinho does a thing narrative, but I enjoy the sort of the global narrative, you know. The I players get, doing well and I then get will re- he go somewhere else? I, I get a little bit of that, but I also get really excited um, when, uh, <laughs> when a sovereign... A <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, sovereign then? wealth fund pops up. <laughs> when a sovereign wealth fund buys a football <laughs> club, I think, oh, that's interesting. Or, you know... Um, do you watch football football like a, a, a game was directed by someone special, like Adam Curtis? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, the thing is, I don't care about the actual football, what right? Would, what would happen? I, I couldn't sit down and watch for, for very... I can't concentrate on it. Imagine it's just that, boring, Imagine if right? football was like, like you say, all of these, these global entities, yeah. and instead of footballs... It was dragons, and it was called Game of Thrones. Would you like that? Sure. I mean, yeah. I think the same. Like, I wouldn't watch the dragons. I'd I'd, I'd <laughs> read about like on the dragons, I'd read man. about you know how um, how the how impact sovereign wealth of the dragons. Came in. <laughs> yeah, like we're making a difference in uh, in in uh, you know developed nations soft power plays. That is that stuff's interesting to me. And I, how, how the, the intersection of real life. You know, I, I'm into that stuff. Do I care? Where, whose goal goes in where? No, I couldn't give a fuck what happens. It's, I, that's boring. I have a similar thing if I'm watching a game that I don't have a vested interest in, right? yeah. which is why the argument... That's every game yeah, for me. Right, okay. <laughs> but like the arguments that people have about which league is the best league in the world, is they're all kind of futile because it, sure. the one you enjoy the most is the one that you have a vested interest in yes. right? and that you know more about. So if you can recognise all the players, then it's more enjoyable to I me. enjoy the World Cup League. Yeah, That's my favourite That is always league. fun, yeah. which brings us back to the original question. Well, and the England thing is, be- is because I don't, I, you know, we joke around about, uh, about, about this and you think differently. You, you think I'm lying, right? But I can tell you, I genuinely do not support a club football team. 
I, I'm, oh. I, you can say who I'm supposed to support if you want now, because I'm not doing the podcast no, anymore, no. so it doesn't really matter if you want to. No, I think, I think it's good to have a little bit of mystery. A little bit of mystery. But, you know, the, the, like, I grew up supporting a team. I, I don't anymore. Like, at the end, to be deadly serious about it for a... For oh, a, but you do, because your no, reactions are authentic. You have, like, you'll get a little bite of things when I, things happen about I, that team. I, no, I'll get it, like, I'll get it. About all sorts of different teams. If I just disagree, same with as the England, that you react with it. With England, no, no, I'm, but one, England, yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of England. The reason I am a fan of the England national team is because once every sort of two or four years for the Euros and the World Cup, it's nice to sort of let go of the part of my brain that says, "Don't that's stupid. Don't do that," you know, and just go, "No, shush up, logical thinking brain. Let emotional brain lead for once," you know. And then that's when I go out and I set cars on fire and <laughs> stuff and. Jump That's in the air fun. and smash down on them. Yeah, smash the down on them. Get Hope they don't points. look up at the last minute. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Anyway, you got any questions for anyone else? Uh, yeah, can I, um, who wants to play the quiz game? Oh, yeah, we've got, we've got time for the quiz game. Yeah. Nice lads. Yeah. Uh, How long is it? Oh, it took <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> Okay. So the, the, the football game dot co, I got in touch with them on Instagram. They had this football game. And Who the football game company? I think it's called. Did you call them Co? Oh, yeah, co, co for company. Yeah, the CEO. Yeah, I see. Yeah, they sent me the, this, this game that they're releasing. It's really good. Right. Who should make make play the game? I think it'd be funniest actually if it is you, Joe. Okay. <laughs> to see how much football you actually know about. Mm, so in okay. thirty seconds, how many players can you name that played in the Premier League? Okay. Has it begun? No. How many players can you name? Just tell me how Oh, I have to tell you yeah. in 30 seconds. Because what he's meant to do is that you'll say, like, 50. I'll do seven, and then you think you can do 50 in 30 seconds. Five, well, zero. no one's going to try and beat that number, so you're going to try and name 50 in 30 seconds. All right. No, no, no. No, okay. I, I think I can do t- 20. How many do you think you can do, John? 21. How many can you do, Seb? 25. Yeah. Ruben, how many can you do? Might as well say 26. 26, right. <laughs> So, so who does it now, Ruben? Well, what would normally happen is it's Ruben, but it's going to well, be funnier. It's going to be funnier for you to try and do 20. <sighs> 20 Premier... Here we go. 20 Premier League players in 30 seconds by Joe Devine. Go. Has the time started? It's on the, it, I was, the time. I'm, I'm not letting you do your bit. I'm going to start the game again. In three, <laughs> two, one. Uh, Robbie Brady. Um, Theo Walcott. James Ward-Prowse. Um... <laughs> Alan Shearer, Ian Wright, Freddie Jungberg, <laughs> um, Nathan Delfonso, <laughs> <laughs> Hugo Rodiega, <laughs> uh, Wilfred Bonney, uh, uh, Emmanuel Abue. Abue. <laughs> This is um, literally from Sporkle the other night, isn't it? <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin Schnabel. <laughs> Kevin Phillips. Kevin Nolan. Kevin... Uh, Yaya Torre. <laughs> Kevin Yaya Torre. <laughs> um, he dropped the Kevin. What about... Uh, how many seconds has it been? Oh, well, you, you ended ages ago. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm still game. going. You've got 10. I've got 10 more in th- seconds. In 10... In 10, in 10, oh, yeah, 10 players in 10. 30 seconds. I think some of those count for two, though. What on no earth one else would have said Nathan Robbie Brady first. <laughs> first. 
he was my favourite player. That went almost exactly as I for the club that you don't support. Or no, no, I just no. liked him as a player. He played for all yeah. sorts. He of He did score clubs, a very enjoyable header against uh, Italy in Euro 2016, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. That was that was fun. He had, he had yeah. a good year. Good Do you know? I think if we played that game properly, I think Ruben would probably actually. I went on a. I went good recall, his knowledge is, is ridiculous. Can I tell you, yeah. listening Thank back you. to some of the podcasts, I, I was looking for some some comments for for the live shows, and um, uh, any episode that Ruben was on, I listened to Ruben. I was like, oh. Yeah. He knows stuff. Yeah. I went on stuff. a po- I went on a different podcast last week. You fucking what? I know. Um, <laughs> what after you came here? After I brought you here? <laughs> after I made you who you are? He's doing the thing. Which again. one did he go yeah. on? Um, it was called Bore Draw, um, and they were doing an end of season quiz. And so I, it sounds rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> who yeah. does that? Some lads. I don't know. They're just normal people. Yeah, they watched it. They, they watched this That's actually. Fine. It wasn't another. Do you media know what? They invited me on because they saw me on this. So mm. be nice to them. What are their names? I can't remember. <laughs> What's their podcast oh, name? Tom and Ross. That's it. Uh, board draw. Anyway, but I won what the What are you quiz. saying? What are you saying? Board <laughs> raw. <laughs> yeah, he's board draw, and he say, look at this. He's a big star. Like, you know when people's you're a lion and you're suffering from ennui. Yeah, you've got a board. You're bored about your raw. Okay, it's interesting. Nintendo ennui. Anyway, I won the quiz. I won the quiz by Thierry ennui. You, sorry, are you telling a story right now? I won a quiz, yeah. You won a so quiz. Just backing up what Jay did. Oh, I see. He, because he said you would win the quiz yeah, and you've yeah. won the quiz on a different podcast. But as always, it got derailed. On we, if living is without you, <laughs> can leave, <laughs> can, can leave anymore. On we. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Mm. I swear I brought up Ennui once before on the podcast. No one knew what it was, but you weren't here, were you? Uh, Tom you references Ennui in uh, Succession once, doesn't he? Yeah, does he? Yeah. There you go. When Greg's in Canada, he's like, with the healthcare and the Ennui. Well, Tom, Tom Bogawanks, or whatever Shut his up, name is. Ruben can do good impressions as well. That's yeah, not very good. Really good. Do an impression. Uh, you're on speakerphone, Tom. Is Your that... principles. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes racism, Greg. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think I'd like the pit of oh, death. I'll try and get him to say, do the Roy Hodgson. Oh, get him to do the Roy. You can do Michael Caine as well. Roy. Really do good. Yes. I tried Michael Caine last week. You've got do a few. Roy. Quite difficult. I bet, what else have you got? Do Shall Roy. I do my Roy? Yeah. You know, I'm very, very happy to be back at Crystal Palace. Uh, <laughs> Wilfred Zaha's a tremendous friend of mine. Um, and when you talk about footballers and James MacArthur, he will be right up there at the very top. Um, thank you very much. Have you ever seen a baby that so can do good. that He's really good. He's, He's so such good. a talented baby. <laughs> All right, fine. John, you haven't I'm asked right. any questions yet. You can ask one I've or two and then, and then we've got to wrap okay, it up. Okay, which footballer do most people say that you look like? That's to everyone. Is um, there any footballer who people I, say you look like? I don't like? get... I, I had Frankie de Jong once, um, yeah. but normally uh, commenters in the past have told me I don't look like a footballer, but Steve Buscemi, the actor. <laughs> yeah, you got... Uh, you, yeah, yeah, if yeah, Steve yeah, Buscemi and, and, uh, and Sergio Busquets had a baby, <laughs> I can <laughs> see that. You've got a little bit of the Busquets about you. What, because I'm like lanky and... Yeah, you're just gangly. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm it, really. Boy. You're a gangly guy. Mm. Yeah. Hmm, what about you, James um, the, the Greek lad who's played for Celtic, what's his name? Uh, and Postacoglu. George, George Samaras. Samaras. George Samaras, yeah. Right. Yeah, facially, oh. I can see that. Yeah. So long, I had longer hair at him, yeah. What have you got, sir? Nah, I don't really have it. I don't think I have John one. looks like when I, uh, pound shot Pep Guardiola. Snorlax. <laughs> Snorlax, yeah. when I had, He was a good footballer. When I had hair, <laughs> I used to get Gonzalo Higuain quite a lot, but now I don't have hair. Did I you? Just, nor, yeah, but he, nor does he, though. So. I now just look like all ball footballers. You look like managers. 
yeah. all managers. Yeah. You could stick yeah. me on the end of the Manchester United bench yeah. and I would fit right in because they all just look bald. That's so, true. Yeah. I might just sneak in. I might just try and sneak a job just pro- by sitting on the bench. Remember yeah. that guy who used to go on the end of yeah. team photos? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who would be a better something. manager of a yeah. Premier League team if me and John both got a job? Who would be the better? Do you really want me to answer that? Yeah. It's John. It's John. It's John. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Why is that? Oh, he's better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think that's true. And I think we had this conversation once before with Alex Stewart as well. Um, I think the th- I think what John has in his understanding of, of structure and out of possession stuff, you make up for in ability to talk to human beings. Right? <laughs> this was going to so be not, Yeah, I I'm famously sure, don't speak like, to human no, beings in my job at all, actually. You, well, you speak to me, and I'm a god. So it's people a bit do a watch our videos, you do realise those go out. Yeah, you're not speaking to them, though. You're, you're speaking, speaking to a camera. <laughs> camera. I think a, a management team of the three of you would be very entertaining, but only if you did every halftime team talk in your American <laughs> accent. I could do that. I'll do know, in I possession. He does out of possession. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll do, I'll get the lunches ready and make sure that... Do you do the motivating speeches? Oh, the yeah, but with mainly the lunches. It's like how managers actually do it. Is managers, mm. Most managers just are around another presence and tell people what to do and then... That's true, in which case, out of the two of you, who do you think would make the better manager, not coach? Manager. Manager. Oh, probably John, yeah. Why do you say that? Just because. Do you think John or Seb? Uh, it's just a dangerous game, isn't me. it? Me. I'd employ John as a coach. I'd, I'd Michael Beale it. Yeah. I'd make the better manager, but then I'd need my, I'd need my, my, my elephant man to, to help me. He's elephant man. And then the athletic would do long reads about how he was the genius behind yeah, it all yeah. along. And I'd take a job somewhere else. I wouldn't take him with me and I'd fail. And I, I'd, I'd, I'd get, you know, Villa relegated just to plug <laughs> an example out. Would I, I mean, to, I would, would be I amazing, to, end to be clear. I would be the best. You'd be the best manager. Miles, yeah. Well, you've got that self-confidence, haven't you? Some people call it delusion, but there's like a self-confidence <laughs> that you've got. Some people would say it's like total egomania, out of control, like no ability no self-awareness no ability to understand your I own see. quality but let you the meat cake <laughs> don't bring up the cake thing again there were so many comments about the cake thing yeah can we end can yeah we, we are end, we are ending now uh, and of course this is the final time that we'll, we'll do be, the intro as well now. we'll be gathering oh, like this God, yeah. I'm talking <laughs> the last time Seb I'm talking it's been a long time it's the, the final time I'm hungry that we'll be gathering like this and, of course, the show isn't ending, as I've said several times. I hope you know that. North the channel. Um, you'll be seeing less of some of us. Yeah, check out T4IRL. Check out T4IRL to watch more of JJ and, and, and John. Um, follow The Athletic FC on TikTok and, and soon on YouTube. I don't think we're on YouTube yet, but soon on there to follow some of Ruben's fantastic work that he's been doing as well. Go to Germany if you want to get a whiff of Seb. <laughs> um, and actually, Seb's doing a lot more writing on The Athletic at the, time, at the moment. So check it, check out his author profile on there and read some of the stuff that he's, uh, that he's doing. And watch some of the TIFO shorts that Yeah, the fantastic TIFO shorts. Very exciting there. Um, but uh, yeah, there'll be less of some of us, of, of course, of, of Monsieur Michael Bailey as well. But the, this is also the final studio show for producer Steve as well. Steve, thank there. you. What a legend. Sat through there. Well, thank you, producer Steve. And uh, Steve has sent me something. Let me open it. Which starts. Here's How something. I, here's something I wanted to say that I definitely wrote myself. Okay, well, I fucked that bit, haven't I? S- okay, now, Steve, you've taught me so much about life, about the world, about how to fuck up getting into a break. Yeah. 
You've become a rock to me, an anchor, a touchstone, and a punching bag. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> we'll all miss you very much. I would have written that bit. We'll all miss you very much, Steve Hankey. Yeah. And now that's where the round of applause for Steve Hankey goes. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Mainly I'm going to miss having someone around who uh, quite literally fell off his chair two weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, nice to, to have you know, written my legacy. Yeah. But I think yeah. you'll be there in my head forever whenever I do something. I've got the curse of, uh, what do they call it? The imp of the perverse in me, which is, uh, for those who don't know, the desire. You have an imp? I mean, yeah, like to the desire to say the worst possible thing at any moment, in any situation. It's the laughing at the funeral sort of thing. That's the imp of the perverse in your head. Oh, if I if I did this at this moment, this would be the worst possible thing. That's the imp of the perverse. Ah. Um, And sometimes when I experience the imp now on this side of my left side of my head, uh, even when Steve Hankey's not around, (laughs) I get a little Steve Hankey on the right hand side of my head. Don't do it, don't, maybe don't do that. Maybe pull back from that one. You might get sued, you know? And that's uh, that's mostly what I'm grateful to you for, so, but not allowing me to be sued. Are you going to keep him on retainer just for everyday life? Oh, he's my personal assistant. He right. just won't be here on the show anymore. Yeah. Steve lives with me now. He sits at the end of my bed in a little, uh, in a little cot. Bringing and the imp on the other side. of whiskey and coke. <laughs> that's exactly true. Making the cream teas. So we can make our closing statements. Do we have to close our laptops? No, you don't have to. I just have nothing left to read on mine. My only closing statement to the audience, fuck you. John, would you like to say anything about the the upcoming show? I'll be back. You will be back. Well, actually, I should say we'll be back between now and then as well because we're going to do a couple of Sensible Transfer shows. Sensible Transfer is coming back for T4IRL and we're going to do a couple of podcasts. It'll be, I think, the two of you guys, maybe a couple of other people involved as well. You don't know this yet. You know it now. Um, (laughs) How structured I have to be in my calendars and get everything done in time. I was going to talk to you about it today, but I only decided just before I went on on, on holiday. It really buys us a bit of... It's good. It's good for everyone involved. Um, And you'll you'll love it. You'll have a terrific time. But there's going to be a few of those that will happen before... Now I'm just telling you. There'll be a few of those that happen before John's interview shows begin again. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think we've got a special guest. I think I'm back in not not that far from now. I've got a special guest hopefully coming in that I'll get to speak to. That'll be fun. If that's true, Mr. Pinder will be with me for that episode as well. Very exciting. Um, but JJ, I mean, you'll be back on the feed in a couple of weeks, so it's not very poignant. But uh, want to address the, your camera over there? Keep on trucking. That's it. Goblins. Yeah. Goblins, 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 goblins. <laughs> Rooney. Rooney, yeah. <laughs> Pinder. <laughs> That's right. A little crybaby on the way out there. And uh, Seb Stafford Blanc. No, no, nothing. Nothing? Nothing at all. People nothing. would want to know how your gates are doing. Fine. Gates are normal. Well. Yeah, squeaky oil. Still living in Germany. Well. No, WKD. All okay. fine. Steve Hanky. WKD. Kept, kept goodbye, Steve Hanky. It's <laughs> a putting, very weird thing to do. What are you putting WKD on to your gates <laughs> for? No <laughs> wonder they're fucked. What, what was I trying to... WD40. WKD. Iron Blue. That is not a good mistake to make, is it, in the moment? Why want my car where I can put Iron Brew in it? Uh, goodbye to you, Steve Hankey. Uh, yeah, um, I've enjoyed this show immensely. Yes. And I miss you all very dearly, so um, except you, Joe. Yeah, well, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> face when he falls off the chair in the video. It's just this little crumpled <laughs> face. The, the purest sign that someone has lost all their dignity. Just like, <laughs> and I got stuck as well. Because <laughs> yes, I've got an yes, ongoing groin <laughs> injury. <laughs>
Don had to help me. <laughs> well, speaking of Don, can you get Don to say goodbye as well into your microphone? How's that? How's that? No. He says no. <laughs> <laughs> That's good old Don. Okay, I think the only appropriate thing for me to do here is walk up and leave, but I've, my charger's plugged in, so... <laughs> <laughs> Athletic.